Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a two-part feature with the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. Roy Orb discusses the need for improved rural health care services. Sarm also had a meeting with the RCMP yesterday about providing more information when serious crime hits rural Saskatchewan, like the break-in and death of a 34-year-old man near Esterhazy last Friday. We talk with Protein Industries Canada receiving renewed five-year federal funding of $150 million. And Environment Canada says the deep freeze will return late next week to southern Saskatchewan. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKR and News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities is concerned over an ongoing lack of rural health support in the province. President Ray Orb says a lack of health care services and workers is putting stress in many rural areas. We're getting still a lot of feedback from our, our RMs about uh, health care delivery, you know, in, in the rural areas. And we're aware, you know, over the past um, year, there have been some emergency centers that were closed down, due, you know, due to staffing shortages and things like that. So we're aware that the province is doing a consultation on on the healthcare delivery as well. So we're, we're going to be uh, sequestering our, our rural members to get more information from them about what they think they need in their own communities. And so uh, it's a fairly, I think, a fairly comprehensive idea, you know, to have a, a consultation. But definitely we need maybe a more rural um, approach on uh, on what healthcare is. We know that a number of rural people are having to travel to the larger urban centers. You know, that puts a, puts a lot of stress on rural people. You know, as you know, they're busy in farming and ranching and, and all of the other resource sectors that we have in the province. And, and people from the rural always seem like they're under a lot of uh, duress having to travel to larger centers. At the same time, we believe if there, if there are more health care centers or, or better delivery in the rural area, it actually keeps some of the rural people out of the large and urban centers. And, you know, there is a backlog already, I think, of people that need health care. So we're, we're kind of looking at a multifaceted approach, I think, on how to make things better in rural Saskatchewan's health care delivery. Orb adds he would also like to see a bigger focus on job retention and recruitment for health care workers in rural areas and the operation of facilities. We'd like to have a stronger voice of what 
that's happening in rural Saskatchewan. Definitely uh, on that front, uh, you know, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, an advisory board or, or something like that. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I think the province knows where in lie some of the solutions to the problems. Uh, we know there's a physician shortage. Well, we had a doctor recruitment agency. We realize it's it's not up and running again. Perhaps that's something the province needs to look at. But we're aware, you know, that there are some uh, some graduates of medical school that live in, in, in some of our cities that actually can't get licenses. And so we're wondering why is that, that uh, we have a doctor shortage if we have some that that need to do the residency but can't seem to do that so we need to have some answers on that whether you know it's meeting with uh, um, probably Minister Harrison is the one we're going to reach out to we understand he's uh, working on that file but you know the College of Physicians and Surgeons obviously we would like to have a meeting with them too to get them to explain to us you know what how can they help us on that front uh, nurses um, you know more seats for training more funding that is obviously adequate uh, in the sense that we know we need more of those kind of things. But we also need some things in rural areas, you know, perhaps it's just a, a, a health clinic that doesn't have all the proper equipment. There needs to be more equipment in some of these smaller rural centers. And so there are a whole host of things. And to put uh, a finger on one individual thing, saying it's most important, I don't think we can do that. But even virtual care, uh, we know the province is committed to do uh, to reinstate some virtual care that we had before that we can't get back, but we know the province wants to do that. So we're anticipating that startup again where, where people can, you know, go online and talk to a nurse and talk to a doctor and kind of evaluate what the issue is. And maybe, you know, over the, over the uh, Internet, we can... Uh, we can relay our health concerns that way, but uh, as I said, multi multifaceted approach. Orb says healthcare funding is important for rural recruitment and retention of doctors and other professionals. Coming up, SARM President Ray Orb discusses a death in the arm of Fertile Belt in the eastern part of the province near Esterhazy this past week. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with Jim Spalley on six twenty CKRM. The Esther Hayes RCMP manhunt continues for three masked men after a farm break-in and the death of a 34-year-old man and an injured woman. The three men broke into the home, stole a number of guns and a vehicle which was later found abandoned and on fire. Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities President Ray Orb says his group met with RCMP yesterday in hopes of improved communication between police and rural residents when serious crimes occur. I think we had a really good meeting this morning with Assistant Commissioner Rhonda Blackmore. We had invited her to come in a couple of weeks ago to talk about uh, what's happening in the RCMP, you know, where there are there are staff shortages, and we're aware that there may be some movement of some RCMP members from the southern part of the province to the northern part. Um, the RCMP is under a lot of pressure right now as far as staffing. But we understand some of that is a, is a funding problem, too. And so we do have a resolution coming to our March convention that's going to be, uh, I think, addressing the funding, but the RCMP, uh, definitely the shortage of members out in rural Saskatchewan. But the commissioner, assistant commissioner did talk about communications, and it's one thing that she did promise to try and improve. As we asked that rural people could simply be notified more expediently when there is a serious crime in the rural area, 
that uh, rural elected officials are notified as well. And we understand um, there was communications with uh, local landowners in the, in the case of what happened on that farm in the Asteriazi area. We need rural uh, municipal uh, elected officials and administrators to be informed of what's going on. Simply to say that, look, there has been a serious crime committed in your area. Be on the lookout, be wary of people traveling, and if someone is seen or, or something happens that, that needs to be reported. So uh, the communications issue, I think, is something that the Assistant Commissioner will be addressing, and we're hoping in the future that it is addressed to, you know, kind of make our rural people more at ease as far as being notified of what's happening. Rural residents can also provide useful information. Yeah, definitely. You know, we've got a Rural Crime Watch network in in the province we have um, you know Saskatchewan association of rural crime watch associations now too that that we're promoting uh, but we have local crime watch groups too in a, in a lot of our municipalities and so uh, we were wondering you know if the RCMP would be able to uh, do more of that to notify the local crime watch groups just to simply notify them and say look this is what happened and you need to watch out for this, not specifically who or what, but that, again, something that seriously has happened, uh, rather than people reading it in the news and then drawing their own conclusion and creating a lot of angst in the river. So I think we had a good meeting with Rhonda Blackmore this morning, and we'll continue you know, to improve that uh, communication issue. Or made his comments yesterday after meeting with the RCMP. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. At Lee Hamlin with Real Agriculture here, and I am joined by Leslie Kelly, a farmer from Saskatchewan. How are you doing today, Leslie? I'm well, thank you so much for having me here. You uh, shared a great discussion about mental health and farming. Um, How do you begin that conversation of mental health when you see someone struggling? Yeah, I always uh, give pieces of advice of what my family and I have gone through. And the first is to know your signs and symptoms and your normal and those around you, their normals. When they start to deviate outside of their general attitudes or emotions um, or impact their responsibilities, that's where you can start to have conversations. And I always say that um, what I've done with my family and my friends and within the agriculture community is check in, ask the questions of, hey, I've seen these signs and symptoms. I see that you're frustrated. How are you doing? And opening up that conversation just to know that you see them, you see that they're going through something and that you're there for them. And then the second thing that you can do to show that you're there for them is those gentle words of encouragement, of support and care. You know, like, I'm proud of you. I believe you. I'm here for you. I have time to talk. Those simple phrases, simple words can have such a big impact. And then the third thing that can be so important in these conversations around mental health and helping someone through a struggle is to listen. And to not only listen with your ears, but listen with your heart and your mind and really try to understand what they're going through. Three small things of opening up this conversation, having these conversations can be life-saving and life-changing for someone who is going through a really hard time. Yeah, so um, what are some of the changes that you've implemented to change the culture around mental health in your own family and around your farm? 
Yeah, 10 years ago, my family and I, we didn't know anything about mental health. We didn't know how to talk about mental health. We didn't know how to support each other. We didn't know how to support ourselves. But what I saw my family uh, go through is we were suffering in silence. And by implementing small things on the farm each and every day, by opening up those conversations, by creating uh, a safe space to, to share, has really been impactful for our farm. And then knowing and cheering for each other of taking the time uh, and space and to recover and recharge through those hard and stressful moments. So we're it's all about uh, trying to fill up our, I refer to it as filling up my slip tank because if my cup is full, if my slip tank is full, I can then support myself and those around me. So small things on the farm, knowing that um, you can do things that'll help your well-being because you deserve to be healthy and happy. Yeah, so um, how do you prioritize that, like caring for yourself when the to-do list gets so long during the busy season? Oh, it is so long. And even through the busy season and for us as a green farmers, even in the winter, it can be still busy. So for us, it's uh, cheering for each other, knowing like uh, we're seeing those signs and symptoms. Um, but then this is a recovery time for us on the farm and knowing that, uh, that it's okay to take that time. And those things that you do, whether it could be physical exercise or mindful movement, or taking time to be with friends, uh, breathing exercises, just doing things that take care of you um, can be so impactful for not only yourself but also the farm because not uh, it's about showing each other that it is okay to take that time. If I see my husband or know that my husband's going through a hard time, it's saying, hey, it's okay to take those five minutes, ten minutes, five hours to do things that you need to do to be healthy because healthy farm farmers mean healthy farms. Yeah. So what are like some of the gaps that still need addressing in wellness and mental health in agriculture? And where do you think the work needs to be put in in the future? Oh, great question. I am. It's been amazing over the last five years to see how far we've come in mental health awareness, but also having these conversations at events and at kitchen tables and at boardroom tables. So that has been very encouraging. And we're building the gap by creating those resources and bringing those resources to agriculture so there are organizations and people who are doing amazing things of bringing those resources um, and bridging the gap between mental health resources in or rural areas to to our farmers and you can find uh, those people those resources at domore.ag or the domore agriculture foundation this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com it's your agri weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today, wind south 20, gusting to 40. The high, minus 9 today. Temperature rising to minus 3 by tomorrow morning. 
Friday, mainly cloudy. 30% chance of flurries in the afternoon. Wind west 40 gusting to 60. The high minus 2, the low minus 15. Saturday, partly cloudy. The high minus 4, the low minus 13. Sunday, partly cloudy. The high minus 5. 40% chance of evening flurries. The low minus 5. Monday, cloudy. 60% chance of flurries. The high 0, the low minus 23. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 18, the low minus 28. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 22. Normal high is minus 6, the normal low minus 18. The sun rose at 8.09 this morning. It sets at 6.16 tonight. And currently, around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek in the southwest at plus 4. The cold spot, Stony Rapids at minus 27, that's up north. Estevan in the southeast is minus 13, Saskatoon minus 12, Swift Current minus 5, Weyburn minus 17, Yorkton minus 20. Regina sunny and minus 15, that's 5 above Fahrenheit, Windsor from the southeast at 29. Humidity is 79%, the barometer falling 102.5. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 8, Windsor from the south at 22. Once again, Regina sunny and minus 15, that's 5 Fahrenheit, this spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Regina-based Protein Industries Canada has received renewed five-year federal funding of $150 million. Chief Technology Officer Megan Gervais says the funding will help support and expand the development of new products in Canada's plant-based food, feed, and ingredient sector. Recently had the announcement that we have received renewal of $150 million coming into Protein Industries Canada. And so this will give us another five-year mandate to work with Canadian industry on commercializing products based on Canadian plant-based protein. How important is this funding? Well, this funding is, is really um, at the core of the work that we do. And so we're able to take this funding, leverage it with industry dollars, and um, really help to facilitate the development of exciting projects in, in Canada for the benefit of Canadians and for our agri-food sector. Just what is the goal of Protein Industries Canada? So at Protein Industries Canada, we support trailblazing Canadian companies in uh, commercializing technology that takes advantage of the crops that we grow here and turns them into ingredients, food products, seed products, and bioindustrial products as well. So it's really about increasing the, the GDP coming out of Canadian crops. You've reached your first five-year term. Tell me how good the funding was or how it went this past five years. You bet. So um, our first fund started off also with a $150 million investment from the Government of Canada. We leveraged that into 55 different projects split between what we refer to as capacity building projects that really support the entire ecosystem and help companies to do the good work 
kind of across all companies. And then the rest of our projects, and it was roughly, I think, about 35 of, of the group of projects were technology-focused projects. And so those were focused on helping industry-led groups of consortia come together and develop new technologies, commercialize products, bring, bring new ingredients into the market, and then really help to, to grow Canada's food processing sector. So it's it's value-added food processing. It's taking prairie-grown crops and turning them into some interesting food products. Outline some of those interesting food products for me. I find them quite fascinating. <laughs> sure. So, um, you know, some of the ones that people might be most familiar with were, were work on meat alternatives. So using things like pea protein um, in different types of blends to create um, alternatives to different center-of-the-plate meat products. We also had beverage-focused projects, so looking at, say, dairy alternative products. Um, and then also things that went on sort of the bioindustrial side. So one project that focused on taking pea and lentil hulls, so, you know, really a co-product for manufacturing a food ingredient, and turn them into a uh, micronutrient fertilizer. So they're then being put back into, into the ground that they came from, really, and used to help grow more nutritious and delicious crops. Can you give me a few projects you see coming up in the future in the next five years? So in the next five years, we, we're again going to focus on sort of four pillars of technology. So we're looking at genetics. So how do we get the best seeds into the ground? Crops, which would really be, you know, the, the application of digital technology to sustainability, so measurement, verification, and reporting. And then down on the other end of the value stream, looking at um, ingredient manufacturing and, and creation of products. And so our four pillars this time will be genetics, crops, ingredients, and products and uh, really looking for projects that come into any of those technology areas or ideally working with a group of partners who are touching on multiple areas of the value chain. Megan Gervais is the Chief Technology Officer with Regina-based Protein Industries Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Weather will turn milder for the next couple days, but next week Saskatchewan will return to the deep freeze. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says cold Arctic air will flood southern Saskatchewan by the middle of next week. Well, we start out uh, on the mild side. Uh, we'll have a couple mild days. Most of the weekend will actually be above seasonal averages, and we're in a southwesterly flow, which kind of gives us the mild temperatures. But we're starting to see the Arctic air kind of start to sneak in. We do have a couple weather systems moving through. One will go through central Saskatchewan on Saturday, and then uh, a second one will go through southern Saskatchewan sort of Sunday into Monday. And that is the last one that comes through before the big push of Arctic air and we'll uh, get well into that Arctic air by the middle of uh, next week with extreme uh, temperature warnings probably on the docket. How cold? I don't I wouldn't be surprised if we get into the minus 30s and with the you know the wind chills getting towards that those minus 40 mark so that means you know extreme cold warnings are possible. That sounds as bad as December. Well, it is part of the winter experience here on the prairie. So and we've been pretty lucky so far this February, I think. Uh, we've gotten some pretty mild temperatures. So I guess this is just mother's nature, Mother Nature's way of paying us back. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. 
Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tommen Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tommen has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tommen in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement. Durham gained 367 at 449.93. Canola rose 220 at 813.62. Number one red spring wheat went up 565 at 418.13. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley 367.58. Chickpeas 1124.36. Flax 636.98. Lentils 704.50. Oats 229.32. Yellow peas 459.88. Feed wheat 289.56. At Minneapolis, hard red spring wheat for March went up five and a quarter cents at 9.30 a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 6:20 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now the latest livestock quotes. Hello, Cattleman Junior for Heartland Livestock York with your mark report for the week of February 15th. We had a nice running offer here this week with 118.81 in the pre-sort, 335 cows and bulls for a total of 22.16. On the feeder market this week, the market was trending steady to last week. The light cattle for grass are on the upward trend, and the heavy cattle are holding their own. Here are a few highlights. Buckskin steers, 564 pounds, 328. 711 weights at 283 and a quarter. 781s at 264 and a quarter. On the black steers, 490 pounds, 329.75, 643 at 305 and a quarter, 708 at 283 and a quarter, and your 785 weight black steers at 258 and a quarter. On the red X steers, 570 pounds at 315, 710 weights at 283, 783 at 261 and a quarter. On the heifer trade, we're seeing them climb up weekly. There's still a 40 to 50 cent spread on the lighter heifers and about 35 cents on the heavier cattle. On the cow and bull trade this week, we saw 280 cows average a buck. D1 cows, $1.2 to $1.9 with sales to a one eleven fifty. D2 cows, 97 to 102. D3 cows, 80 to 90. Your light shelly cows, 50 to 65. On the half rats, $1.18 to $1.45 with sales to one fifty. On the bull trade, 22 big bulls average $1.27 with a high of a buck forty. Producers, this Friday, February 17th, 11 a.m. is our sheep and goat sale. There is no horse sale this month. I repeat, no horse sale. Receiving is Thursday, 12th and 8th, and Friday up until sale time, 11 a.m. Next Friday, February 24th, 11 a.m., bread cow and heifer sale with 240 head already consigned, consisting of a herd dispersal of 125 black and red cows bred black for April 15th, Calvin. Next week, pre-sort, just a one-day sort. We'll only receive and sort on February 21st, Tuesday. So call ahead to get your consignments in. Once again, this one, Junior, for HLS York, and thank you, and have a great day. And the latest pork prices, 188.29 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Saskatoon-based Nutrien has announced net earnings of $7.7 billion in 2022. The profits were supported by higher fertilizer prices and record performance at Nutrien Ag Solutions, more than offsetting a reduction in fertilizer sales volumes. 
Nutrien's board approved a 10% increase in the quarterly dividend to 53 cents per share. Nutrien expanded its retail network by completing 21 acquisitions in Brazil, the U.S. and Australia for a total investment of $400 million. Nutrien Retail had record adjusted earnings before taxes and depreciation of $2.3 billion in 2022. Potash adjusted earnings before interest and taxes were $5.8 billion for 2022, more than double compared to the previous year due to higher prices and record offshore sales volumes. Nitrogen adjusted earnings were $3.9 billion, up 70% compared to 2021 due to higher prices, more than offsetting higher natural gas costs and lower sales volumes. Nutrien expects profits this year to range between $8.4 and $10 billion. On the markets, the TSX is down 50 points at 20,669. The Dow has fallen 203 points to 33,924. Oil has gone up 28 cents at 78.87 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.40 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM.